Father, we just take a minute to wait for you. Yeah, we want to declare things that are true in the heavens, and we want to come before you with a gift and offering and praise and declarations of faith. We want to touch your presence. We want you to fill us. We want you to fill everyone here. We want you to have your way. So we lift up the name of Jesus.
coming tonight for few in numbers were mighty in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Remember there was times there was many gathered, but God sent many home that, that the powerful ones would move forward. Those who were willing to do the work and, and do it without restriction in their hearts. So as we celebrate tonight in song, let us celebrate as well um, through his word. Uh, Linda was here. Her grandchildren are over at her house tonight, so she went home to be with them. So praise the Lord. You know, her heart is to come, and it's always here. She brought uh, food in. There's some sausage patties and stuff that are in the big freezer. Uh, bring it back out in the end. People might take some of them home if you're so inclined and what's on the back there. Uh, Dave DeMarco is 15th. That's just Sunday at Mercy Point at 6 o'clock in the evening. Miracle Network, the gifts, uh, they're all gone. They're spoken for. Uh, if, you've, if you've taken those tags, remember to get the gift and bring them back with a tag on them that uh, they're going or we're going the 21st uh, to Samaritan Hospital with them. So you're running short on time. We need to get them back if you've taken those gifts. Uh, January 5th through the 10th is our prayer and fasting. Put it on your schedule. I know it seems like it's a long ways off, but uh, it's about a month off. It's about a month off. You know, uh, Sunday will be halfway through January almost. You know, so. It's two weeks for Christmas. Yeah, there's a week to the So. Three weeks. Three weeks. So as you begin to look at it, man, days are flying. Time is flying. And, and uh, as we get older and the Lord is sooner to come back and many are perishing without knowing him, man, the time is truly short. The time is truly short. Um, as they saying tonight, it really kind of blends right in with the, what scripture I want to bring forth tonight. It's in 2 Timothy uh, 1 through 8. And we've used it before, a portion of, portion of it. But I would like to use it again tonight. So, so do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoners. So don't be ashamed. To, he's saying don't be ashamed of the Lord and the gospel, the word, uh, the truth. And don't be ashamed of the brothers and sisters who proclaim it, is what it's saying to us. Uh, Paul writing. He says, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Verse 9 says... Who has saved us and called us to be uh, to to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. We sang about grace. This grace was given us in Jesus Christ before the beginning of time. This was not a secondary plan. <laughs> it wasn't a plan B or C or. Or whatever it says before um, before the beginning of time, God's plan was always to save mankind through grace and mercy. Amen. Verse ten says, "But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death, who has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel." So, what is he saying? He's telling us not to be ashamed, number one, to proclaim, to testify, to proclaim of what God has done, to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Don't be ashamed of those who are, who are standing for the gospel, who are speaking the gospel, who are living the gospel. And he's calling us into a holy life. 
which means that we are called to be that example, isn't it? It's called to be a holy life. Uh, holy means set apart um, for God's purpose, for his purpose. What does it say? Called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, because of his own purpose and grace. He has called us to be holy, uh, not that we deserve it, but because we need to, to demonstrate that change that God has brought, apart, uh, brought to us, to the, to the lost and dying world. We can talk one thing, but if we're doing another, then it doesn't go along. And to understand when we fail, there's grace. Grace is about failure, make no mistake. If there's no failure, then we don't need grace because we're standing on, you know, on our own merit. But because we can't stand on our own merit, uh, doesn't mean we shouldn't try. But to understand that grace is that giving us good that we don't deserve. Even though we fail. Miserably. Many times. Because of his own purpose and grace. And when is this? We're talking about salvation is by grace alone, isn't it, guys? It's not by human effort, but it's God's saving plan. Salvation is God's saving plan, and it's the gift through Jesus Christ, is what the scriptures are telling us. Before the beginning of time. It's God's plan in the beginning. He knew that men would need saving. He knew that men couldn't live by the law, even though they asked for the law. They asked for a king, and he gave them a king, Saul, didn't they? They asked for the law, so the, so the commandments came down. And, and, but yet God knew, even though men asked for it, he gave us what our desires of our hearts were, didn't he? Even though he knew from the beginning, it's telling us that we could not live that way. It's not in us. Christ has destroyed death, it says, has brought life and immortality to light. How is it through, to come to light? Through the birth of Jesus Christ, through the word and through the Holy Spirit that confirms it to us. As he was the first fruit, he told us he's the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, it also talks about corruptible putting on incorruptible, doesn't it? All these things are referring to Jesus who destroyed death, the grip that death had, the power of death, you know, to bring back to life, um, to have a transformed life, a renewed life, Any, a life of eternity. <laughs> No end. But it's only through Jesus Christ, isn't it? So it says, let us not be ashamed. Let us live holy lives, which means set apart. Be about God's purpose. It says, you know, uh, the extension of his grace to, to make salvation known, guys. That's what our purpose is. Amen? Uh, as we receive his grace, so we receive forgiveness. There's no other way that we can receive forgiveness if it weren't for God's grace. We don't deserve forgiveness. But he does tell us to forgive, to receive forgiveness. <laughs> that doesn't mean by his grace uh, that we aren't, can't be forgiving. Uh, but yet, as we grow and work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we must learn to forget. We must need to understand that, that his grace is about the salvation process. Not in our own work. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But yet through Jesus Christ and the acceptance of his work. We all know these things. To know that it was the plan before creation, it says. It's always been the plan. That man would be saved. That man would be with God. 
that, that God was for man. He created us. He created us for, for, uh, for fellowship, didn't he? It was his desire for his creation. So it's about a dedicated effort. Uh, it talks about a dedicated effort will be rewarded. How is that reward manifested through an eternal life? You know, a dedicated effort through the gifts that we would lay at Jesus' feet. The crowns. Suffering for Christ will be followed by glory. Suffering for Christ, which means dying to ourselves as Christ died. Relating to that. Dying to our will, dying to our own selfish desires, and submitting to Christ will be followed by glory. The glory of, of heaven, the glory of being the presence of the Lord. 2 Timothy 2.11, and I'm going to end tonight uh, with me speaking. Uh, if we died with him, we will also live with him. And what it, what it really says is, this is a worthwhile saying, it says, if you look at 2 Timothy uh, 2.11. This is a worthwhile saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. And that means live with him eternally. That is, the, that is part of the glory that I talked to you about. That, that is the glory that I talked to you about. That is, that is the reward for a dedicated life that I talked about. What is a dedicated life to become holy? Desire to come holy. It's only through grace are we holy. Amen? Because guess what? We fail. So we need to receive the grace, which means receive forgiveness, and to understand that, that grace is not about not failing. Grace is about moving forward with confidence and assurance of salvation. And, and uh, God has made provision for our failure. The grace. The forgiveness. The sacrifice of his son. And that was a plan B. It's always been God's goal from the beginning. He wasn't surprised. He already knew. And he supplied it through the birth of the son that we talked about some Sunday. Who became man. Who became the sacrifice. Who became that one who took our shame upon himself and took it to the cross. But God didn't leave it there. He rose him from the dead. Amen? So that really these scriptures talk to us about that, receiving that. I think many of us struggle to receive the forgiveness, and then, and then we struggle to even grow beyond that. Oh, we want to be forgiven, but yet we fail to realize that that, that forgiveness is, is even greater when we learn to forgive others. Yeah. Jesus interceded on the cross, didn't he? For those who were casting lots for his clothes. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And when we need to have that same attitude, and it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Things are done in ignorance. Things are done calculating against uh, uh, us. And, and, I, and then as, as soon as I say that, we need to remember that sometimes we seem to calculate against others because we feel we deserve it or we've been hurt. But for that forgiveness, for that grace, and for that atonement that was paid for us when we receive it and truly understand it then we must uh, rejoice because uh, without the rejoicing I don't believe we've received the grace fully because how can we not rejoice over true forgiveness 
over understanding true eternal life. If we, if we can't rejoice over those things, I think we're just, we lose track of those things and, and the significance of those. And, and we allow ourselves to be narrow-minded or even blind. You know, doesn't scripture say if you think you're walking in the light but yet you're in the darkness, how dark is that darkness? If we claim to be in the light, if we think that we're with God and man, we're with it, but yet we're doing dark things, things that are, that are not of God, that are not holy, and we respond that way, then how dark is that darkness? We think we're in the light, but truly we're in the darkness, more so than ever. And, and we've received the grace, we've received the forgiveness, but yet we don't extend that to others. And that's a struggle. I don't care where you come from, especially if somebody's gossiping against you and biting you and every turn, but yet you're required to, to extend grace to them without telling what seems to be the truth, defending yourself. That is tough. It's the hardest thing to do. But we're called to be extensions of the grace, to, to suffer for, the, for Christ's sake, to die to ourselves that we might truly receive the grace and truly live the holy life. Jesus, they shouted accusations. They, they beat him. They, they done everything they could do. And he was a man without guilt, wasn't he? So who are we to respond any differently? We think we're worthy of it, and we fail miserably. All of us. So let us remember that Jesus, the example of grace and mercy, and the atonement paid for us, all that was done to him, he didn't deserve any of it. And it was all for us. For me. Receive it in a personal aspect. For me. Not for the sinner. Oh, they're out there. For me. And if you truly receive it that way, It'll help you get through the next hour, maybe, without resenting somebody. Hopefully an hour. Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense, but by the grace of God, that's the way it is. Sometimes we forget. But yet, Jesus never forgot us. And it says that he'll never will, because he'll not forsake us. So as we struggle in life and struggle with people, struggle with circumstances, remember... There's nothing more important than the eternal life. Not that we can't have a life abundantly now. Because when we live for, for Christ's sake, to realize it's not about me, 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 even though you seem to be getting battered, it's about Christ. Who through all we suffer is only a portion to what he suffered. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. I'm not here to beat you up tonight. I'm here to tell you that we can receive grace and forgiveness. Hallelujah. So we can celebrate. Even though we may have failed today. Even though our minds are thinking of those I did wrong to today. Guess what? It's a, it's a simple Lord forgive me and mean it from the heart. And are forgiving. And sometimes we have to go to those who, who we may have done that and ask for forgiveness. That's the hard part. But yet, uh, it's not about our works. It's about Christ's work. And, and to be about his purpose as these scriptures. 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. And actually you can read a couple more passages from beyond there. And 2 Timothy 2, 11. It's about grace. Receiving grace. And understanding the, 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 the power of grace. Of forgiveness. And that atonement. And, and the life we're called to. 
personally. Any comments on any of that? Pretty quiet. Don't look at me, right? <laughs> oh, there's one that says, look at me. All right, praise the Lord. Go ahead. Not a comment on that, but during worship, God showed me a vision. I'd like to share with everybody um, before I give a testimony. <laughs> um, he was showing me on a shore, water rushing in. And you know how there's rocks on the shore sometimes, all different sizes. And the water was rushing over the rocks and revealing more rocks. And then all of a sudden, I see sand come and cover the rocks. And I'm like, Lord, what is this representing? So the same water that was washing the rocks covered the rocks. And the same water revealed the rocks. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, what is all this about? And he took me into the scripture. I had to look it up. Job 14. The mountains can crumble. The rocks can break. But who can do that? Only God. Okay? We can't. Sometimes we can't move those boulders, but we can pray and ask for the Holy Spirit reveal, or he can cover it, or he can move it, or he can crumble it. He can do whatever he needs to do to get that thing out of your way so that you can move forward. And it was really a strong vision, so I hope that you guys understand the way I'm trying to tell you about it. But just pray about it, because he is able and that same water washes, it builds, it can do all things. Okay, so just pray about it and see whatever's in your life because I think there's a lot of people here that there's something in your life that you need something done with it. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what it is, I'm not going to go there. But you know, God knows, okay? Sister, I know some things. I'm sure glad you're not going to tell us what it is. No, I'm not going to tell you. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, I just want to say that, you know, you're. you're confirming things that I was seeing when I was studying scripture uh, this morning. Okay. Um, there's, there is a real possibility to look in the word of God and where he says something like, um, um, remember the scripture in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, it says uh, beware, if you if you think you stand, beware unless you fall. Uh -huh. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Well, right after that, it goes into basically saying there's no temptation that's coming after you that hasn't come after you and God is able to overcome that temptation. He will show you the way out. <coughs> that whole passage is about relationship. Yeah. But you can read it and walk away and say, oh, whatever will be, will be. Right. Or you can read it and take Jesus' advice to the disciples and enter into prayer that you fall not into temptation or that you don't fail when your time to get tested comes. Because we all get tested. Every day, every moment, there's different tests, big and small, going on of all different types. But there's a reality where there's something that's got to go on in our lives, and sometimes we just say, "Oh, whatever will be, will be," you know. And that's that. Sometimes that that may be the right attitude God's having us to ask. But today, God was saying that right there, what you're saying, that God is able to do these things. He's calling us to prayer that we don't fall into when 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 it's time for those because He's testing us and proving us. He's testing to see whether in a moment, whether good is thrown on you or evil is thrown at you or you're tempted with offers from other places or you're, someone pushes your button or whatever it is, that, that the spirit will rise up and his fruit will be born. Or we can let our flesh do it and we can... Ah! You know, yeah. whatever we're going to do. Because that's the thing to be like, oh, no, no, no. But I just want to say amen, sister. You're, you got your, your uh, 
And the grace is the power, the power. You know, there's that scripture that says joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But I've come across two different places now where the grace is also where our strength flows from. Temptation is common to man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and women. Uh, your temptation may be different to mine where the area we're tempted. The temptation will come and it proves our faith and it also proves where we're failures. And where we fail, that's where grace comes in. But the tempting of your, the, the testing of your faith, not tempting your faith. But the tempting of, you know, it's the testing of your faith. The crazy and, thing is, oh, sorry. And as we judge one another, so will we judge. So as we judge them failing from their temptation area, guess what? Our temptation might be different, totally different than theirs, uh, but yet, nevertheless, we have to be careful that we don't fall into their fate, as you're saying. Now, I might fall into the same fate, but is not sin, sin. Depending, that doesn't matter if it's in the area of sexual or the area of thieving for money or or just anything within that range and well beyond it. Sin is sin is sin all day long. And God says, he calls some abominations, don't get me wrong, uh, but sin is sin. And, and temptation drives us to victory in faith or it drives us to sin, which separates us. And, and for those times, we need God's grace. He doesn't cast us out. He keeps reaching out. So, go ahead. You were saying, you were saying something else? No, I'll apologize for interrupting you, too. Oh, so, oh I just uh, have two prayers. Yep, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Me, too. If I could, too. Um, everybody knows my grandsons are seven years old. This was their first year they were in a public school. Usually they go to a Christian school. Well, my daughter really struggled with do I let them or do I not. And so she became the principal of the school. So she thought, okay, this is all right. I can keep an eye on Well, you know, Jacob got beat up. Well, he's okay. Well, then just the other day, the teacher was teaching my etiquette, how to set a table. You know, you got your plate, you got your napkin, you your silverware. And so she says, is there anything missing? And my grandson says, yes, we didn't say grace. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole class learned about thanking God for your food, your provision, and saying grace. And so it was a teaching lesson for the whole class. And I thought it was really awesome. Right after that, my daughter, you know, she started that Christian after school program for kids, which is huge, by the way. And she just got nominated for the National Honor Society for Professionals. And she's got invited to New, New Mexico. They want her to go to New Mexico. Wow. That is a high, high honor. And she didn't even see it coming. Her professors from college nominated her. Wow. So she didn't even see it coming. So it's, it's God's favor, but God's using her worldwide now. It's not even in Tennessee. You know, it's worldwide now. This thing is like just gusting right mm -hmm. open. Because she's the first one that did a program like this. That, yeah, all the kids can come to this program. You know, she's like, why not? They don't have to be Christians. It's open to all. And the way that she organized it, it's just amazing. And so now they want to take this nationwide and start these programs all over the world. Who knew? Only God knew. You know, so it is a high honor. It's a very high honor for her to be able to do that. So I just want to praise God. She's getting her doctorate pretty soon. So you know, she's a go-getter. <laughs> she has a favorite God on her way. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, 
that's undeniable and people recognize that. And she's a girl that they said would, was not college material mm -hmm. when we were in Sage Creek School. They lie. The guidance <laughs> counselor said, I'm sorry, but she's not um, college material. Right. She said, you just helped my daughter. He said, what do you mean? I said, I know her. She's going to do it now if you just told her she can. Right. <laughs> and she did. She's still doing it. Want to give God praise today for uh, having a hand of protection around my daughter this morning. Her, uh, my son decided to, to go to chopping my daughter's hair off this morning. Uh, she's still got all of her ears and her eyes are poked out. And, and you know, there ain't no scissors stabbed anywhere. So I just. Oh my God. Oh, she's she's a short-haired girl now. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just praise, praise God, he's nothing, nothing happened. Other than hair, praise God, hair grows back. So. Well, at that. Jessica, show us the face. I want to, I want to see the face that you're here. She didn't show you a picture of her yet? Yeah. Oh, you got a picture of her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check this out. You're going to have to show it to everybody now. That, that's her hair all hanged up. season and we it's a time that we celebrate but let us know that we've already received the gift we even know Christ so we don't have to wait till Christmas to, to be joyful and, and to sing songs of praise and and to have the attitude of, of, of the lighted you know the lighted up scenery and the joy you know it's an example or even uh, conviction that comes upon us perhaps at times that when we have anything but that, even when it's snowing and cold and dreary and uh, or things don't go our way. So, uh, so praise the Lord. God is with us. God is for us. He's prepared a place for us. He's coming to get us. And 
He's chosen to give us the authority to go and to be used. Uh, though he promises us uh, we might get a little wax in our ears and dumped in our eyes, uh, little blisters once in a while, but uh, nevertheless, rewards are great. The rewards of heaven are great. And we can't imagine it. But yet he tells us about it in the scripture. That, that we will see the glory of God. But uh, the glory of God is around us each day. Amen? Amen? And we can be able to see that in the snow, the sunshine, the rain. All has its purpose. Uh, though sometimes we wish we could take and go somewhere maybe where it was warmer. God changes our plan. We make plans. Sometimes they fall through. But yet God... Uh, doesn't forsake us no matter what those plans say. So. so tonight, if that's any encouragement to you, praise the Lord. If not, let the scriptures encourage you or the testimonies that we've heard. Uh, and praise Him because others are being lifted up. Your daughter's being lifted up. We need to praise God for that. Because guess what? If she is being seen, Jesus is being seen through her. So we need to praise God for that and get behind that in prayer and, and thankfulness and and as your relative, uh, your friend got out, we need to praise God. You know, praise God, he's intervened. Your daughter's safe. We need to praise God as we're one family that she's safe. Uh, she's got a little thinner hair, but yet uh, she's got her eyes and she's no lacerations or, or any of those things. It's a lesson in life. I think when she was getting hair out of the face, yeah. she came to me. She wasn't whimpering because Jacob caught her. She was. I have hair in my mouth, and physically that would not be fine. <laughs> <laughs> she was happy and taking the picture to show Justin, and she's going, Jeez! She's oh, fine. Yeah. Mom's sweet. Huh? Yeah. Mommy's not lipified. Yeah. Um, all the things that doctors tell us can be, and when those things don't come out to be the way they say it, it works out for the better. We need to thank God for that. And even when times are difficult, thank God for each day that we have with our loved ones and relatives because uh, those days are numbered. We don't know how short they are. So, so praise the Lord. Uh, if there be any encouragement, let us know that it's through Jesus Christ that encouragement comes and, and through the forgiveness and through his glory and, and through his grace. So, and we've sang about it. We've spoke about it. We've heard two different testimonies that, and the confirmation. I think the word kind of goes right along with that tonight. That's God confirming that, that we're on the same page yeah. and that we're looking in the same direction, at least looking toward God and uh, looking toward the things of God. And, and he's speaking to people and he's moving us. And, and, uh, that means he's with us. <laughs> that means he's with us in the midst. Amen? Amen. Miss Georgia, is that right? Yeah, she said. <laughs> I don't know what I say. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me close in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. I thank you for brothers and sisters. I thank you that we can laugh. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, for your son, Jesus. Lord God, I thank you that you dwell within us through the power of your spirit. Uh, Lord God, that you guide our footsteps, Lord. And we make plans, but you guide our footsteps. Lord God, you teach us about the darkness. But Lord God, you showed us by example the light. You've given us choices. Oh, Lord God, you're not a dictator. You allow us to make choices. You give us grace for, for when we choose wrong or when we step wrong. And, Lord God, you paid the price for all those wrongs that we have done right. and are about to do for all time and generation. So, Lord God, help us to be that light. 
Help us to be the light, the true light. The one who isn't hiding under a bushel basket. Lord, knowing that as we claim to be the light, as we walk in the light, that means we will be seen. All our deeds, all our misdeeds, all these things will be seen. But Lord God, most of all, you see everything that we do. You see into our heart, Lord God, not just our deeds or our failures. And Lord, you are merciful. You give us grace and mercy. The greater the failure, the greater your grace and mercy. To the point of the cross. Evident by the, the resurrection, the power. And Lord God, you're interceding. So we thank you and we praise you. We pray for all those who are struggling today, Lord God, for whatever it might be. Lord God, for those who don't sense your move, Lord God, I, I pray that you'd speak to their hearts, Lord God. Lord God, that they would be uh, a light which they have not recognized before. Lord God, for those who are physically ailing, Lord God, I pray that you would touch their bodies. Yes. Lord God, for those who are spiritually struggling, Lord God, I pray that, that your Holy Spirit would speak to hearts, that your word would speak to hearts, that, that someone's call would speak to their heart. And Lord God, for those who don't know you, I pray that they'd come to know you through the power of the Holy Spirit. They'd come to serve you, to acknowledge you. For Lord God, it's not about the acknowledgement, for it's the truth. But Lord, through acknowledgement, we understand that we have failed and that you are the answer. So, Lord God, bless each one tonight that's here, each family member. Bless Sister Linda as she come in, and, and Lord God, as this time she has with her grandchildren. Bless that time. Bless her household. Bless each household, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming, guys.